Hello. In the meantime, I can talk all sorts of shit about you, and you will be defenseless. And I will also remind you to remove the 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 cord from your scratchy beard, which is making it sound like I'm, you know, recording in the middle of a <laughs> a tornado shelter. I am now recording, and uh, I like the fact you think my beard is scratchy. It just shows how manly I am that my beard is scratchy and not soft and fluffy. <laughs> yes, you you don't really present a Santa Claus, but more like you know, crazy San Francisco homeless person. It's like, hey, want to be on a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, glad to see we've started the year as badly as we finished it. <laughs> Maybe we should just take a hit well, and just finish before we start. There we are. Thanks for listening, everyone, and until next time. You take care. No, let's carry on. Happy New Year to you, Mr. Fox. How are you? Happy New Year to you, Mr. The Scotting. You know, you know, we did start the, the, the year off with, a, a, you know, I saw a lovely note on Twitter from a colleague of mine, Robert Gottlieb. We worked together many, many, many years ago at a company called Webware that I co-founded in Sausalito. And it was a delightful company with delightful people. And he, he posted, he tweeted you know, giving thanks to a bunch of gray beards, ourselves included, and we were in very fine company. And Robert, it was so sweet of you. Thank you so much. Have a happy 2022. May all the ills of the last couple of years just vanish, and may paradise be found here on Earth. Or barring that, could you, you know, could we not run out of toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> That's your 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 secondary choice: paradise on Earth, or just not running out of toilet paper. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure you're going to get either of them, to be honest, but there we are. <laughs> so that is a good one. I mean, realistically, though, what um, what are you hoping for this year, John, as a, as a developer, as a, a, you know, a, as a techie person, as, you know, someone living in the in the heart of tech? What are, what are your hopes and aspirations for the for the next 12 months? Well, I think personally, you know, uh, I have had occasion to be able to retrieve a bunch of data from an old laptop, including memory miner libraries, and just going back and looking over code that I've written in the last gazillion years. And as is typically the case, you look back at stuff that you wrote, or, or, you know, last month, <laughs> let alone last decades, and you're horrified. And I absolutely was. But on the other hand, you know, <laughs> it did work. Trying to compile it and make things work when 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 certificates run out or services stop running or so on. So forth is is kind of disappointing because i i do care about carrying data forward um and because i made some somewhat smart choices in, in past lives i'm able to bring things over and um and it got me a little bit inspired because uh i've been i've been back home since uh since sunday actually earlier since friday well, this past friday i can't i lost track of time we were supposed to go to to, to new york but that fell through thanks 2020x um so I've had occasion to to go rummaging through and, and to work a little bit on a side project, and that made me happy. Um, it took me a while to be able to kind of get things adapted um, because API has changed, you know, from 15 to 15.1, at least as far as, as um, the SharePlay examples. Because SharePlay, you might remember, was supposed to be released with 15.0, and it wasn't. It was sort of released with 15.1. So if you go to find information about it, you look at the at the WWDC movie and it explains the concepts of it, but then the sample code, the samples in the video are no longer correct. The sample code is. And so I had written something a while ago that kind of worked, but it had bugs and I finally adapted it and it doesn't have those same bugs, which is some progress, which is nice. So all this to say is that for me personally, I would like to be able to, to 
do enough side projects to to make sure that the things that I worked on that I cared about in the past are carried forward, and and um, some that may need a data home um, can find them because that's an interesting problem when when you've worked on services where you know the, the service itself no longer runs but there's a lot of valuable data. And it seems like the cost of preserving data has gone down so much that, you know, what used to cost hundreds of dollars a month, if not thousands, Amazon bills um, can be reduced to much more, but you have to, you have to rewrite some things. Um, Yeah, that is very true. I I mean, what you, you know, what you would have paid hundreds of dollars for a decade ago is, you know, you get something five times more powerful in your $5 a month Linode thing now <laughs> it is a uh, that sort of thing has been quite impressive so that's that's for me personally and i'll add one word about for kind of as a society and and you know we are living in difficult times and it's very easy to get overwhelmed and depressed saying oh my god the world's going to hell um and certainly there are massive problems but i actually genuinely take heart at a number of things that i see that are, are going well you know I, I i have no shortage of, of information streams to tell me about you know what's going wrong i don't have enough to to be able to to i don't have enough in my life to to talk about what's going well but there are there are two that i find interesting one is the um, the ocean cleanup, and and I, I will paste link in the show notes. I'm sure some people who are among amongst our listener today have heard of it, but it's a Dutch fellow, a Dutch organization, which designed a system to be able to capture and sequester the 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 pollution that's the the plastic pollution that's in the you know Pacific uh, garbage patch, this massive Texas-sized swirl of garbage, which becomes more difficult to clean up as time progresses, as the pieces get smaller. But they they discovered they they did many rounds of of, t- of modeling and testing to come up with a system to be able to use the ocean currents to capture it, and then to be able to finance the whole thing, make make you know goods out of the recycled plastic. But then to that 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 cleans up what is already there and to prevent stuff that's already going in there. They identify those rivers that are responsible for the majority of plastic outflows to the ocean, and designed a similar capture system. And I think it's awesome. And these kids are young, so that's one thing. Second thing is I'm a big fan of this guy named Paul Hawken, who uh, actually was a, a neighbor of, of, of ours at Webware. Robert, you might remember this if you're listening, um, who has a new book called Regeneration. Um, he became he, he was originally well known for having co-founded a company called Smith & Hawken, which produced really high-end gardening tools. You know, the type of thing where you buy a shovel that lasts two generations because it's that well made. Um, and then he wrote a book called Natural Capitalism, which talks about the actual economic input values of, of of our natural environment that makes life on Earth possible and is too often kind of kept off balance sheet. And so he has this book saying, it's like, you know, it's actually possible that we completely, you know, it, it, we could regenerate the, 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 the Earth's carrying capacity in, in our lifetimes in, in a matter of two decades if we were just to kind of get out of the way the natural processes that are in there for carbon sequestration and water management, you know, all sorts of different natural processes that we have interrupted and the solution is to, to not interrupt them. It's, it's actually, it's both a fascinating, you know, book from an engineering perspective, but it's also a very heartening book because it reminds you that, you know, <laughs> humanity still is capable of doing great, grand and glorious things. So I'll be quiet a little bit now, but uh, do check those out in the show notes because if anybody who's listening that, that needs a jolt of, of positivity, I think you might find them. 
How about you, Scotty? Tell me about your personal and then industry goals. Well, to be perfectly honest, I think my goals are the same as they were last year because I failed at them all miserably. Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, you spoke about site projects. Sadly, in 2020, through various sort of like client commitments, you know, Moneywell became a bit of a site project. Uh, not, you know, not quite an evenings and weekends thing, but, you know, it really didn't get the resources. So I would say, you know, the hopes we had for Moneywell last year were probably where we would have hoped to have been by sort of like, you know, spring of 2020 and here we are now in uh, sorry 20 i keep saying 20 2021 uh, i can't even work out what year we're in anymore um and so really yeah we had a, a get together yesterday with um matt and sam and we were talking about you know 2022 we've really got to make this thing either make this thing shine or just you know face reality and reassess our of using our goals for it. So, I mean, as I was saying last time, we're very close to releasing a beta. This week we've started all the work for blog posts and little videos and things like uh, shuffling the GitHub issues so that we're moving out stuff into a new milestone for beta 2 for stuff we're not going to do this time and just checking everything that we said had to be done for beta 1 is either done or can be pushed out. So, you know, we are... We are making progress, um, but I think you know partly. You know, we, we've had this view of money well and what it can and can't be, and I think really we've probably got to be more realistic as well um, in, what, in what we're thinking and in, in how we get there and, and whatever else. So I think uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I would say for me, it's about a year of um, working, getting money well to a place where it should have been more than a year ago now but equally possibly making more realistic plans around money well and what it can and can't be and where, it, where it's going to be. Um, so, yeah, which is, in some ways it's a little bit depressing because it's like conversations we've had over last year when we were doing this as well. But equally, you know, it, it does feel like, even though it's like this arbitrary date, you know, it does feel like you can do a little bit of a reset and say, well, that's gone by and, you know, we did fail last year, but... You know, let's 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 start again, and yeah, you know, well, not start again, but yeah, you know, let's let's just refresh and uh, and go forward again. So, sort of uh, a little bit disappointed with where we were at in the last year, but equally quite excited about going forward for this year with it, and and, and seeing what what we do with it and how we get there. Ever onward, never never a backward, something like that. Yeah, I mean, we've had this. We've had this view for a number of years that, you know, the, the current version of Moneywell that we've been working on, on the side, because of a lot of contract projects, you know, it's a 10-year-old co-base, probably 11-year-old co-base. It's a real mess. There are bits of it we, you know, we're cleaning up as we go, but it's, you know, there's lots of, like, uh, business code in view controllers and database access and network access everywhere. And, and the general view has been that, look, let's just try and get this thing out the door and then rewrite it. Well, in fact, you know that, you know, a couple of years ago, we decided to rewrite it. And then, um, you know, we suddenly realized how big a task that was um, and, you know, how little progress we were making on it because it was such a big product. And so we then took the view, well, let's just make what we have work, at least so we can sell it and, um, you know, uh, support it and do whatever else and then go back to our rewrite 
But I think we're pretty much coming to the, the conclusion that, that with three of us on this project, it's just too big a thing to rewrite from scratch. And so possibly our plans for 2022 are, you know, firstly getting out of the door, but, you know, learning to live, not live with the code base as in, there's lots of things we've not tried to do with the code base because we've always assumed that we just need to get this through the next big release and then this code base will become, you know, legacy. Whereas I think we're realizing if we really want to, as a small team, make money from money well, which at the end of the day is partly why you do it, um, and be successful with it, we, we're just never going to have the resource. I say never. In our current form, we're never not going to have the resource to rewrite it. So we need to just learn to live with this code base. And that means if we're learning to live with this code base, we need to start looking at it and saying, well, you know, how can we live with it while not suffering its pain and its hell? As you know, it's KBO hell in there. Um, for, you know, going forward, how can we begin to just as we implement this feature, also, uh, you know, begin to you know, refactor this code base that you know come the end of the year or next year or the year after, wherever we that yeah, we're still working with this code base, but it's, it is now a lot nicer to work on, and it's cleaner and whatever else. And so I think you know, there's, we've had a little bit of an attitude shift there. Um, and that's probably where we should have gone in the first place. And we could say, you know, yep, if we'd done that straight away, we'd be two years ahead of where we are. But, you know, we, we were engineers. We just wanted to do everything in an engineering way. And I think, you know, uh, the reality is that's not going to work. It's not going to happen from a business point of view. And so just uh, this sort of quiet acceptance of, uh, you know, working with what we have for the next few years minimum is... Um, uh, it's, it's sort of, when you, the code base was horrible, and it is horrible, um, and that's not because it's bad, it's just because it's old, and uh, as you just said, you looked back at old code yourself just now, you know, in memory miner, and, and at the time you were probably very pleased with your code, and now you're just thinking, what the hell was I doing? Um, yeah, but there's this sort of acceptance that we've now got to work with it, it is, is going to be home for the next few years, it does sort of help you to see it in a slightly more loving light that <laughs> I've now got to nurse this baby as opposed to just get it through a few days before I kill it. <laughs> that's probably not a good analogy. But, um, yeah, so that's that's for this year. That uh, Let's say my aspiration for this year is we firstly get money out the door and I fall in love with a very old code base and enjoy working in it. How does that sound? Well, it does sound good, Scotty. I'm reminded of the, the five stages of grief. <laughs> Denial, anger, barking, depression, and acceptance. Yeah, we've, 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 it sounds like you, you, you might think that you've, you've passed through acceptance. We're now in acceptance. We've accepted we'll be working with this pile of shit for a while. Um, <laughs> it's a pile of shit, but it's our pile it's, of shit. Yes, yes, and I will defend it to the end of the earth. I think, yeah, uh, yeah it's it, it's a problem, isn't it? When you have a code base that is so so bad and and i'm not making any critique of anyone who's worked on it in the past because you know it's it, yes, it's are. bad because as i said it's got 10 years worth of stuff in there 11 years worth of stuff in there um you know some going back as far as so, you know, people's first coding project um some being down to you can see it's just literally copied the apple sample and the apple sample was crap in the first place um mm-hmm. yeah. and think you know in that all over and it's just built up builds up builds up Things on top of things, but um, uh, yeah, it's uh, 
I can't even remember what I was going to say now. I just got lost in the, uh, it's so bad, and, and started weeping already. But, um, oh, yes, that was what I was saying. It's, uh, you know, it's really hard. It's not like you can just say, let's fix this, you know, this bit, because, you know, the moment you take, you know, that little bit out of that view controller and put it somewhere else, you possibly break six other view controllers and, and whatever else. So, but I think with a little bit of love and care and I think we can just begin to break it down. And, you know, I guess my, I have to set my expectations that this will eventually become an okay code base to work on. Uh, it may never be perfect, but then there's no such thing as maybe it's perfect code. Um, but we just, you know, just be patient. You know, don't don't try and fix this thing overnight. But just assume, you know, over the next two or three years, we'll turn this into something that is now our code base, um, and and you know, it's mostly changed. But it's at the same time we've kept this thing going and supported it and added features. And you know, that big rewrite will never come. But we may find in three years' time, four years' time, well, this is almost a rewrite because most of the code has changed. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. I'm sure we've had this discussion about 10 times with Moneywell, so maybe we'll have the same one again in three months. Well, I'll be interesting to see where your progress is. And, and maybe now, you know, I will, I will you know, um, echo Georg, our, our favorite astrologer. <laughs> Got that, Georg? You're a fucking astrologer. Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, who, who loves to point out that he's able to ship projects before we're ever even able to... to, to press save on on hello world um which is probably true but you know one of the things i'm, I'm looking at now is, is that i have you know a member reminder database consists of uh, a sqlite database for which it's you know the, the schema it's easy to get i actually have it pulled out um but but that's one of the nice features about sqlite i guess any sql database but sqlite i just is kind of designed it, it was so thoughtfully crafted um, but, uh, you know, I used to use an Objective-C front end for it called, God, I can't even remember, FB Data DB or FNDB, something. Oh, like FM, FMDB um, from uh, FMDB, there we done go. by Gus Muller, who writes Acorn. Yes, right. And so I'm wondering if that's been rewritten for Swift or there's something similar, but I was going to start with that. Mm, I, would, I, would, I would, don't think it has because Gus is still, as far as I'm aware, Gus is still pretty much working in Objective-C. I mean, the reality is, is that you could do a mix things. I mean, you know, at some point, the last time I looked seriously at the code base, I had actually just started at Findery and I had had decided that what I was going to do is kind of, you know, kind of make a separate out the, the non UI components a little bit more so that I could, I could, you know, imagine it, reimagine it in different ways to be able to, you know, port it port it more to iOS, the authoring tools, because I'd only gotten so far as making a read-only version for iOS. So, you know, I'd done some work on that way. But now at this point, it's like, okay, well, really what I want to is just to get at the data and be able to visualize it, and then maybe to continue to edit it because so much of the stuff I had to do, which was very, very painful and difficult and expensive to do in, 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 in many ways, is now cheap and easy to do. Everything from like face, facial recognition, you know, all sorts of, of computer vision, machine learning, all that kind of stuff, all the AV recording and, and output stuff is vastly simpler to do now. And of course, the processing power is much cheaper, you know. Um, so I, I figured that uh, there's a lot of fun stuff that can be done. And it's just a way of saying, hey, I'm starting this from scratch. There's no legacy. I don't have to worry about <laughs> old versions. I will, you know, and, and, and also there's, of course, SharePlay, which is 
a technology that I was super excited about when it came out. And then, and then as I predicted when it happened, I was certain that Apple would announce it and then they wouldn't, would, would not ship it. In fact, they did ship it just a little while longer than, than, than uh, they had promised, but it's still pretty amazing to be able to collaborate over things. So I still hold on to, to my dreams of being able to, to write, you know, write aspects of memory miner that I dreamed about, which are much easier to do now. Um, so that's why, you know, I'm kind of curious to see what, what it will be like. So I will, I will kind of announce here publicly <laughs> and then it can be ridiculed for the, the no progress I will make over the next year. Um, but we can have a little race. So Georg can, can try and predict who will fail first and more and most spectacularly me or you. <laughs> well, I just think John, I, you know, it's, it's. It's it's going to be one of us. Yeah, it won't be Georg, will it? Oh, well, that's brilliant. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about no, no, no. I'm talking about you and me. Mean you know, like that he gets to to consult his astrological tables and figure out <laughs> which of us will fail first. See, I think yeah. So this is a discussion we had just yesterday. Yeah, one of the things is about being yeah about being realistic is also yeah. What do we not have to do? So. We have been, you know, you, see, you know, I've been researching different cross-platform stuff with the view that one day we might go Android or might, you know, things like this. And obviously, we currently use things like Core Data, and that's not going to work, and whatever the rest of it. But somebody just said, look, we just the the Apple ecosystem is big enough for a small company like us. Um, so you know, yes, one day we may be big enough to do Android or, or whatever else, but re- maybe we should just, you know, say sod that. Let's just stick with with the Apple ecosystem. And then you start saying, well, you know, currently Moneywell is outside the Mac App Store, but that means we deal with licensing and we have to deal with updates and we deal with everything else. So, you know, maybe we should just be Mac App Store only. And, and just how can we as a small company um, uh, just, you know, remove anything that's, especially as Moneywell we're consulting as well, you know, how can we just do anything that's sort of like, removes a layer of work for us and yes it's not necessarily the you know the ultimate business decision or maybe the way you'd necessarily always want to go but at the end of the day um if it means the app ships and the apps for sale and people can buy it and it works maybe that's the right choice to make because you can always you know if we if it ever becomes very successful and we're awash in money and people and time, we can always you know do work to take it back outside the app store, back app store if we wish to, or or whatever else. So yeah, I think we're just being that's what I mean by we're being pragmatic now. It's about what can we do to make this ship, and I think as as idealists, that is often we are our own biggest enemy. That we want to do it this way because it's the right way. We want to do it that way because it gives us more flexibility in the future. And something says to me, no, no, get this thing bloody working and get it out the door. So there we are. So there we are. That's wow. my advice to you for for for, for um, memory miner. Just do what it takes to get it out the door. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's just going to be out the door for for me and maybe you know maybe my family. Maybe I mean, it's it's mostly I I. I I've always always told to people who ask for advice about how to how to you know get a started software engineers to find a passion project because you have to find something that's going to be interesting enough to you to see going forward to deal with the, the frustration of of learning new stuff. Um, but yeah, it'll be fun. Um, I have one more thing before before we consider that we might want to bring this to the end is that uh, 
uh, our best friend in the world, Freddie Fishstick. Now, sorry, Joe Crabtree. Um, it hipped me to something because I was asking him. I turned the tables on him instead of me being the gray beard to, to provide it, you know, advice. Usually not useful, but at least confirming advice of, of how screwed he is. <laughs> I asked him about in-app purchases because he makes good good use of it, and he he taught me about something called Revenue Cat, which I, it looks really good. It's basically you know it's something else for the show notes, but it's something that's kind of a simplified way of doing in-app purchases, um, which gives you some some analytics and and basically you know. And at first, I was thinking, ah, you know, it's like how hard could StoreKit be? And then I was looking at some of the testimonials, and an old friend of the show, an old indie developer friend, Tyler Hall. Um, whose software platform for licensing delivery I, I used with, to great effect with Memory Miner, he gave a, a roaring testimonial saying that, yeah, I've done tons of StoreKit integrations and I've gotten it down. I can do it in a couple hours. And with RevenueCat, I can do it in 30 minutes, you know, and it just works and that there's no reason not to use it. I thought that was a, a, a rousing, you know, uh, uh, review for it. So I'm going to actually give it a go because I need that for a side project, something to, to that's a type of reader application that you ship with some and then you 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 know give new ones yeah so revenue cat is, is i think it's you know it's almost becoming a bit like in the old days where sparkle became the standard way to right. yeah, yeah, to right. update mm-hmm. your app outside the mac app store i think revenue cat is getting close it's not there yet but getting close to becoming the standard way of doing in-app purchases with you know with the wrapper around everything and it's pretty generous i mean you get the first ten thousand dollars a month it costs you nothing and then it's I don't know. It's it's, it's, a, it's a tiny percentage after that. So yeah, it's um, link in the show notes. Uh, we're looking at ourselves as well for Manuel right now. So there we are. Well, there we go. So Joey Joey Crabfish really helped us. Out <laughs> I there. think I think John. The reality is you don't actually remember his real name anymore. So you have to keep you, you, you have to no, keep no. you have to keep spluttering around to, to, in the hope that you hit. Hit at least one syllable that's correct. No, no, I actually do know that his name is Joe Crabtree, and I know that Georg is not an astrologer. I made <laughs> the mistake of calling an astrologer, and now it's sticking. But you know, I, I I've benefited from you know a half a shot of of espresso. So I'm I'm you know, despite having no sleep for the last you know <laughs> two years in particular, for you know, I, I my my brain seems to be working a little bit this morning, just not very well. So really, what you're saying is the way we start this new year and you know possibly even the title of the show is i know the truth but i just don't give a shit there we go <laughs> oh, that's perfect yeah absolutely <laughs> oh well there we are well john um yeah that's been a little bit rambling but um there we are that's start the year as we mean to carry on i would say uh so um the one thing i am hoping for this year another aspiration is obviously uh, doing a lot of client work and i'm still doing client work this year because Obviously, until Moneywell makes enough money, if ever, to you know support us as a company, we need to have client work to um, you know to, to to pay the bills and feed the kids and whatever else. Uh, but I'm hoping this year, um, as we've made a conscious choice to reduce the client work and you know actually actually as a business run run at a loss for a while and you know just eat into our reserves to get Moneywell out. Um, but so I'm hoping I'll have more sort of like money well tech stories and selling stories and business stories this year as opposed to saying, well, I'm working on this project I can't really talk about <laughs> or whatever else. Yep. So there we are. But, John, if people so – you... sorry, carry on. You want to reduce client work without reducing caloric input for you and the family chicken. 
That is correct. That is correct. Yes, I, I've told everyone now that we're on a 300 calorie a day diet. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, but in fairness, the amount of pounds I put on over the uh, over the holiday season that probably is not a bad idea for a little while. Uh, anyway, yeah. John, if people wish to wish you a happy new year and um, spread a little of the uh, of the love that is in the world right now, where should they do that? Well, you can find me on Twitter where the love is spread thick um, as Jembe. That's G-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And Scotty, if people want to give you encouragement or maybe even just, you know, send the odd case of soil in your way so that you and the chicken and Sam and everyone else involved in this motley crew of yours can survive. Where might they find you? Aside from dead by the side of the road. You can get hold of me as Feed the World. No, um, <laughs> I am. I am Matt Devnet on Twitter. Where care all, about Bob Geldof. Yeah, where all, yeah, showing our age there, aren't we, really? Where all calorific um, tweets will be accepted gratefully. Send me some tweety calories. Right, well, there we are. It's, uh, that's, that's it. I was wondering if we would launch into 2022 with uh, you know with some massive change and you know increase in professionalism and content and nope, nope failed straight <laughs> away not. it's just business as usual so if you liked us in 2021 uh, you're going to hopefully like us in 2022 if you didn't like us in 2021 i guess your luck hasn't changed <laughs> so, for those one or two of you out there that do keep listening um because we realise you have lots of other choice, and we're just assuming those that listen to us don't realise that. But <laughs> thank you for listening, and one day I'll do this properly. And until next time, you oh my exercise. Go- no, take take care. Okay, <laughs> are we are we we really should get this right after ten years or something. There we are. Yes, you take care. <laughs> Thank you.